Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome into the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Use code DNVR when you sign up for a new account to get amazing odds boosts every single day. Ruto and AJ coming at you. For the show that we really didn't want to do, but, uh, you know, we have to do it eventually (laughs) for the people. Just so every time you guys yell at us about goaltenders, we'll just tell you to go watch this show. All right. It won't be a problem anymore. You can just watch this one where we talk about everything. Uh, Before we get into the show, shout out to our new sister site, CHGO, over in Chicago, just launched today. Uh, Pretty cool stuff. Yeah, low, low brother getting feisty, bringing bowels to the table. Yeah, right. Screwing up our brand already. It's a mess. It's a mess out here. It's okay. I'm sure we'll talk a little bit more about a particular goaltender in Chicago in a little bit. But, uh, you know. We can start there. You want to start there? We can just no, start I, with the – okay. <laughs> I really don't. I really well, don't. I don't want to start there either. I want to start with the abs because I really think the abs conversation here should be pretty brief. Uh I, I think both of us have been certainly vocal about the Avs not trading for Marc-Andre Fleury, but really not for a goaltender at all, at least not a relevant one. Jesse has talked a little bit about the option of the Avs potentially acquiring a third goaltender. AJ, I know you're not really on that same train, though. Uh, no, I, I like. I think they, they, they could look around, right? Sure. Uh, I It's more of it like, I don't know that there's a really obvious option that they would want that's sitting out there. You know, like, uh, is there, is there like a, like, are they really going to pay another asset? They gave a sixth round pick for Johansson last year and yep. to watch him, <laughs> you know, get lost on waivers. Yeah. They, uh, they paid what, like a fifth round pick for Dubnik last year. So fifth or fourth, yeah, I forget. Yeah, like, and and now it's like, okay, are you really gonna, are you really gonna throw like a uh, another pick at a team for like Keith Kincaid or Malcolm Subban? Well, and you're looking at these goaltenders, and first of all, if the Avs lose both Kemper and Francois, and their whoever their th- third goaltender is is their starter, it doesn't matter who it is. They're they're screwed. There is no third goaltender caliber player in the league that you're going to pick up and feel like you have a chance to go deep in the playoffs with. Right. Is there, is there anybody in like, you're looking at Eustace Anadan and and, then Hunter Miska and Trent Miner and you're like, okay, if the Avs lose both of their guys, they're screwed. Yep. So that, I think that thought is the one that inspires. Okay. We'll go get a third guy. Okay. Well, are any of the guys that I just mentioned, Keith Kincaid, Malcolm Subban, those types of guys. Are, are any of those guys that I just mentioned, do you feel any differently if they're starting the Colorado I, Avalanche in a playoff game? I genuinely don't know <clears throat> that it would be significantly different than Anadin. Other other than you could say they have more North American experience or whatever. But as far as quality of goaltender, I can't tell you that there's a difference. 
the one the one that you might at least on name recognition that you might be able to talk somebody into would be a guy like Yaroslav Halak. Sure. And, and then you look and see, oh, he has been terrible this year. Yep. And rumor has it that he has every intention of exercising his no movement clause and has no interest in leaving. And, and even then, like <sighs> I, I guess you can say there's a little bit of a track record of that guy getting hot in the playoffs and it, historically, right. but you know, you're, you're throwing a dart at a, uh, an entire wall at that point, trying to, trying to hit the bullseye. But well, and I think, I think that's kind of the point that we're, that we're making here is um, in the past, like when your third goaltender was Hunter Miska, it's like, yeah, I think there's room for improvement. Sure. <clears throat> Where at least with the other guys that I've mentioned, like you're you're like, hey, we're not expecting to win a playoff series here, but at least this guy can keep us competitive-ish. Yeah, not going to get blown game. out, sure. And you know, when you were after after what happened with Miska, and I hate to like, I, I don't want to seem like I'm like singling him out. It just it went historically poorly with him last year. The reality was they gave him the opportunity to have that role, and it didn't work. So right, and like historically poorly last yeah. year uh and and so it's and, and it's not let's be real it's not like his his season this year has been aces or anything yep so it would be on and would be the guy that we would be talking about as the next guy up the third goaltender uh for a playoff series and at that point like at least with him you're like hey <laughs> we also don't feel like we're winning a playoff series but this is unbelievable experience for yeah. somebody that we think could be our goaltender of the future. Uh, certainly a little bit of a trial by fire for the kid, if nothing yeah. else. Yeah. Yeah. Where you're you're like, look, we're not we don't have any realistic expectation of greatness here, but this could help us down the road. This is where we have to go. So, if, if nothing else, it's an opportunity for him to show the Evs something. If that, yeah. and, and there's a very real chance that the Evs are never in this scenario in the first place. To be clear, uh, if either of Francois or Kemper are healthy for the playoffs, they are playing full stop. So, well, and and really, like, if you really want that guy, like, you just call up old friend Arizona and see what's up with Scott Wedgwood. <laughs> You know, that kind of, that caliber of, of, of backup is what I'm talking about here. Like, that's a third guy. But to avoid the Johansson, the Johansson thing. Yeah. Any third guy that they pick up, they've got to just carry. Yep. <laughs> and it's just not. Again, it's not going to matter. In in reality, if you're picking up, if you're talking about a third goaltender, it's just not someone who moves the needle for you. It's it's someone that is at best a, a bridge to trying to get back to health. Well, and and the other the other conversations that you would have there, uh, conversations concerns is if he is on the roster, then what position you know you yep. the ads are very up against it cap wise. Yep. So does that mean that if just just the just in case goaltender? Are you not carrying, are you not going out and getting an upgrade on your fourth line or your third line because you're spending the million dollars or whatever? When there are much more readily visible holes in the lineup. Yeah, like, and 
is that guy ever going to get into a game? So even if he does come in for you uh, in the playoffs, he hasn't played in two months. Like, what would be the plan? You know, like what what's the construction actually look like? And with the Abs out as far ahead as they are, if they maintain that kind of gap, they could easily play a third goaltender for a game or two, just to be like, hey, he's gotten into a couple of games. He's not completely rusty, just in case. But again, you're talking about assets. You're talking about cap space, all of these things being allocated to a just just in case. <clears throat> and even then, your expectations are not that this guy is going to be up to the standard of getting you through multiple playoff rounds. And so it's probably not a situation where it's like, well, if we don't do this, this could cost us a chance at a cup because you're not expecting them. Keith Kincaid to lead you to a cup? Of course not. And like if you give you lose both of your goalies halfway through the Stanley Cup finals, maybe Keith Kincaid gets you through a couple of games, right? Yeah. I, I you're hoping that yeah, if you're staring down a significant goalie injury and Keith Kincaid is your starter mm-hmm. indefinitely, I think expectations are basically zero. Yeah, I mean it's it goes back to the Michael Hutchinson thing, but yeah. as we've seen People are trying. People are trying to fire Jared Bednar because of that loss. <laughs> well, and it is what it is, right? Like any goaltender can get you through one game. Karel Vamelka had a forty-two save win last night. It, he's had a couple of those this year. Yeah, which is funny because now it's like people are like, "Oh, he's actually good," and it's like mm, he's still not. So good. Adam uh, Werner had a 41 save shutout a year or two years ago. So right. any goal or goaltender can win one game on any given night for sure. Absolutely happens on, on the other side of the abs coin. Just so we put a stamp on this show and make sure we've said it. There is very clearly zero reason assuming <clears throat> two goaltenders are still healthy on deadline day for the abs to go out and get a proper goaltender. This yeah. trade deadline. And- yeah, I'm. What about Holpe? I would just say, what about Holpe? Dallas is <clears throat> Dallas is hanging on to playoff contention by a thread, yeah. in, in part because of Brayden Holpe. They, I don't think they have any interest in moving that guy. And even and, if they did, you're sitting here asking any goaltender you're going to go out and get that would actually play significant games for Colorado. You're asking, are they better than Pavel Frantzos? Yeah, and I can't definitively say yes to that with Holpe, even with the good year that he's had. Yeah, I would say I would say he's probably right in the same realm. And again, like, okay, so you go and get Braden Holpe. And now what? Yeah, you've got him. Cool. Like, which one of your guys sits for the next two months? I mean, I, you know? I, you, I don't even see how you would could make that move without it being Frankie going back if you're Colorado. Yeah, and then you're in the same situation that you're in now. Right, you haven't added more depth. You've just switched a guy that you think might be better. And at a $2 million salary, he's going to be an expensive, an expensive, that, that's a lot of money spent on a guy that you are not planning on playing. Genuinely may not play for you a single game in the playoffs. So hopefully, assuming Kemper stays healthy. And that's the other side of this conversation twofold on Kemper. One, Kemper's play in the last two and a half months has should have erased any doubt in anyone's mind that he isn't the guy for the abs this year. Yeah. And 
two, he's a great example of why it's insanely high risk to go get a goaltender at the trade deadline if you're trying to make a playoff push. Because we saw Kemper struggle to get settled in with this hockey team for all of October and November, basically. Yeah. And you want to do that to a goalie in mid-March and have yeah. them try and figure it out through April? They've got 18 games or so to, yeah. to figure out life. How to play with that team in front of them, yeah. Yeah, yeah. really tough ask. So, and I'm not saying it can't happen. It it can. Oh, it has in the past. All right. I would ask. Has it? I don't know about a deadline acquisition, but you say, can you think of a, a single goaltender acquisition at the deadline? I mean, how how would you qualify something like a Bennington situation where it's not a trade? That's, That's an internal. Because there's That's some sort of system relation there for sure. Yeah, there was that was a that was an internal thing. But like a, a Dwayne Rollison is the example that we have in 2006. <laughs> so once this century, <laughs> I think that just makes. I think that just proves the point right there. Kind of does that. It's you're just not. <laughs> you're not talking about anything. Yeah. Real, like realistic there, you know. He, Andrew Hammond again. Andrew Hammond's big run that he had, the Hamburglar run, was internal. He yep. was a Binghamton senator, and even that—that that wasn't a deadline thing. And and even that, you know, it turned out Hamburglar wasn't actually that good of a goaltender. He was just on a hot run. Well, yeah. I mean, Andrew Hammond had a nine ten in the AHL. Uh, in his in his rookie year in the AHL, in the year that he he had the Hamburglar run, he was an eight ninety eight same percentage goaltender in the AHL. So and showed up and had a nine forty one in the NHL in twenty four games. Like it, it was insane. So it was if, the dumbest thing we've ever seen. If anything, we're making more <laughs> of a case for the abs to just YOLO Anonin. Exactly, because we've seen that Jordan Bennington would be an internal promotion. Yep. We're seeing Billy Huso kind of do a decent job of it this year. Yeah, Billy Huso's doing a Jordan Bennington, what Jordan Bennington did right now. Yep. Um, you know, you do have the Andrew Hammond example. You've seen internal guys come in and just sort of save the day. But in terms of trade, trade deadline? Not great, Bob. You know, you go and look at actual, like, goaltender acquisitions, even in season that worked out, and it's like Patrick Waugh end of list. And and that's a trade that doesn't happen in March. That's in November. Yeah, that happened a month into the season. Yeah. So and also involved the greatest goalie <laughs> ever. <laughs> the, all you so... have to do is go out and get the best goalie ever, and it might work. That's all. <laughs> yeah. So all we're really doing is waiting for Andre Moshaleski to refuse to play for Tampa Bay. <laughs> there you go. The trade target everybody wants. Uh we are brought to you, of course, by Ranch Riders. You can go get their ranch water and other cocktails in a can. And they're the yeah, it was all about it last night. On oh, the I know. Show. He was vibing on that. He was vibing on them. And everybody is down at the bar, though. They're like top 10 selling alcohol <laughs> in the country. So genuinely, people love them. Uh, you can get a bunch of different ones, including the Reposado Tequila. I forget what kind of vodka it is, but it's like six times distilled. It's super smooth. If you haven't had them, you got to go try them right now. They have a bunch of different flavors, too. Uh, I know the one Yahir loves is the 
jalapeno ranch water one, which it, it doesn't sound great, but it's surprisingly right. tasty. Yeah, it adds up for sure. Uh, but there's a bunch of them. Everyone loves them. Paloma. There you go. Thank you, Yahir. Appreciate it. Uh, they're all good. They all are great drinks, and they uh, they are liquor, so they do the job as well. You don't need to be drinking like you need to drink beers all night to get drunk. These will these will take care of it. You just need a couple, uh, and you're good to go. So hit up Ranch Riders today. Go get those amazing ranch water drinks. Locale too, apparently. Yahir knows. Yahir should be selling this. He knows way more about it than I do, at this point. Uh, you can also head on over to DraftKings Sportsbook. Use that DNVR code to get amazing odds boosts every single day. Look, we've talked to you about DraftKings a bunch. You know how great they are. It's it, you can't go wrong when it comes to DraftKings and betting on literally whatever you want. So get over there, bet your money. Whatever you want, I I would recommend, you know, bet on people like Kale McCarr and Devon Taves because that's how you make money on the app side of things. But, of course, you can bet on the Nuggets. You can bet elsewhere. There's all sorts of options. If you want to bet on UFC, DraftKings is an official sports betting partner of the UFC. UFC 272 is running a deal right now where you bet $1 on the main event and get $100 in free bets no matter what. No matter what. Doesn't matter if you're right, you're wrong. You just bet a dollar on it. You get paid a hundred bucks in free bets. So jump in with the DNVR code over at DraftKings. Go get a hundred dollars of free bets to go bet on whatever you want from cornhole to darts to hockey. It's all in there. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code DNVR on UFC's 272 main event for that $1 for a $100 bet. They're an official sports betting partner of the UFC. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only. New customers only. Other terms, restrictions, and conditions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Of course, if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Second period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. So I think we've pretty well established the abs aren't really in the market for a goaltender. If they dabble with a third goalie thing, fine, whatever, but it shouldn't have significant impact on their season. There are, I think at least two and maybe a third team that are teams that are probably seriously looking at their goaltender position as an issue here today in March. One of those is in the Avs division in the Minnesota Wild. Mm -hmm. The other two are in the West, in the Pacific, and certainly the Edmonton Oilers. And maybe Vegas. I know Leonard played the other day, but things are still a little bit up in the air there. Yeah, I would say say Vegas is probably off the list until... Unless unless something changes, just because he's, he's now played two games... Uh, he looks fine. He says he's fine. So I would say, and in, in, until until something serious actually does go down there, um, now we now we're, I, I would take Vegas out of that contention for now. Fair enough. Not going to argue it too much when Leonard is playing games. So- yeah, and and really, I think the only guys that you're talking about at the deadline that would make sense for a team that's looking for something like Holpe to Minnesota. I can see that, right? That makes sense. Sure. But again, you're talking about a guy that hasn't even like locked down 
a starting job. Yeah. Won't be to Edmonton, sure. But Dallas is in an interesting spot with Holtby because, especially with Holtby to Edmonton, because those two teams could be competing directly for a wild card spot. Yep. And would Dallas really want to just be like, here's your answer. Here's maybe an answer to your biggest problem. Go forth into the world and make the postseason. You know, like, does would, would the stars, hey, Ken Holland has repeatedly said he doesn't want to give up high assets to solve, to, to, to do this. And, I mean, that's genuinely probably why Edmonton is in the situation that they're in is their unwillingness on their end to give up high assets. That's, look, it's why they don't have Darcy Kemper in debt right now. Yeah. Because the abs, the abs were willing to dance with the devil of, of the goaltender carousel last year and uh, last summer. The Oilers drew their line in the sand and said, "No, it's a bridge too far." And now they're stuck with the goaltending, yeah, that they have to deal with. In, yeah. and in now they're trying to hope Mike that Smith. Miko Koskinen and, and Mike Smith, Kite Koskinen, yeah, my bad, didn't, didn't get it done. Like that's a that's the duo that they're relying on. Yeah, to so, get to, to get things done. So it gets. A little bit murky there on Edmonton's end. And, you know, it's always an interesting conversation with Edmonton because you feel like they need to start building around McDavid and Dreisaitl and Nuge, if you want to throw him on that list too, at some point. Sure. But I just don't know how they can continue going forward with the goaltending that they have and be successful, I guess I should say. But yeah. And like, look, maybe they get it. Maybe they. Ken Holland doesn't want to do anything during the season, and he sits on this, right? Yep. Marc-Andre Fleury, <clears throat> if you're Marc-Andre Fleury, do you even want to go to Edmonton? Uh, like, if, I, your if I am, in, no, I do not. <laughs> your, his family his family's entrenched in, in Chicago. He's comfortable yep. there. He feels he feels like the organization's been good to him. You know, he's not going to he's not gonna just willy-nilly up and move for a team that's going to lose in the first round, right? Yeah, you, you is Edmonton is Edmonton good enough in the league's eyes that Mark Andre Fleury makes the difference? Uh, I would say right now, no. But my question would be: Is Minnesota? Well, and I think with Minnesota, you're you're in a really weird spot because you're you don't you know when you talk about the Wild, you talk about a certain perception of caliber of team that they are, right? Sure. And it's always going to be hard for us on an Avalanche show to talk about Minnesota without those glasses certain, are tinted a little bit for sure. Yeah, yeah, without a certain inherent bias where we're like, they're fucking the worst. We hate everything about them. Like you know, like it's it's hard for us to. I don't want to give Minnesota any credit because it just makes me feel like lighting myself on fire. But I think I think goaltending, like you, I've I've been connecting the flurry to Minnesota dots for a while because I'm like, to me, I'm just. Like, they have cap space so that they could just absorb the entire contract. Yep. They don't have to do any, no shenanigans, no dancing around, no nonsense. They can take on the whole thing right now. Just, just real quick. Give it to them. Have you seen the new banner they're putting up in, in Minnesota's building? No. Here you go. Let me, uh, let me show it to you. It's this puppy right here. <laughs> oh, 
<laughs> what a hero. Why is beer $14? It's like for real. <laughs> I want to know. Put that I'm, one up. I'm, dude, right. I'm, I'm, I'm sure we get we, we wait long enough. Somebody will tell us why that's Joe Biden's fault. <laughs> Look, you put that one up right next to the number one fans banner. It makes perfect sense. Okay. Oh, absolutely. You put if they if they raise why is beer fourteen dollars they are the number one fans they get it they win <laughs> gotta gotta stand by your principles I guess that's right be who you are no um like real like really like they like Mark Andre Fleury to Minnesota makes all the sense in the world right yep they can absorb that money right now he's an expiring UFA so he doesn't have to stay there he can go back to Chicago if he wants whatever but. it's it's also a lack of other options if you're the wild and you're looking around you don't you know talbot is somehow went to an all-star game this year uh and kakinen has outplayed him but it's not consistent enough and you absolutely do not trust that dude uh, you know, you're looking around at the market. You're okay. Jonas Corposalo, Alexander Gorgiev are all are, are all guys that would be available. Yep. Whose teams would want it? Would want to? Would would be interested in moving them? To be honest. So you know, and as was mentioned in the chat, you just you just drafted Jesper Wallstead, so you don't need to go hard for like a young guy. Completely body him for sure. Yeah, you don't you don't need to try and solve the position for ten years or whatever. You're but you do want to say, hey, we've got we've got Kirill Kaprizov, and we don't know how long he wants to be in Minnesota Wild, and we've we've got X number of years to make this happen. We've got a good good hockey team. We're getting great years from a number of guys that we probably are not going to get great years from ever again. Uh, you know, Ryan Hartman is making it work as our top line center. Like some weird, funky things have gone well to get them to where they are in the standings. Sometimes you got to shoot your shot when it's your shot. Exactly. And this is a situation like, look, like, trading for Mark Andre Ford is not going to cost a first round pick or anything like that. And if it does, then you just tell Chicago to eat it. <laughs> But the guy they traded like a fifth round pick for. By they the traded way. literally nothing for Marc Andre Fleury. <laughs> they traded the rights to a prospect who Vegas immediately renounced the rights to, and he signed back with Chicago. <laughs> literally so have... nothing. Great. So, <clears throat> point is, you're talking about like you're talking about. Hey, things are going your way this year. You don't know when you're going to have this opportunity again because you do have the cap hell that is coming over the next three years. They're losing just under 13 million in cap space next season. And then just under 15 million in the two seasons after that, because of the big time buyouts. So they might be so hamstrung that they can't do anything big. They can't give one year deals to Alex Goligoski for $5 million. (laughs) They have to rely on the John Merrill of the world. Like, they have to rely on Jordy Benz of the world, right? Like they're going to have to rely on million dollar players playing like four million dollar players. That they can't they Wilson can't throw too, big yeah. AAV one year deals at guys anymore is what I'm saying. So sure. they've got to you know why not go and get aggressive and go after a guy like Flurry right now when you have that chance. Yep, I you know Hopey too. Like Hopey would be similar where Dallas is like, look, we're not going to catch those guys. 
You know, if they're willing to give, they're going to give us the best offer. Fine. We'll take that. And then wherever we end up, great. We'll deal with it. So I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see exactly how aggressive Bill Guerin gets because he's been really patient. He hasn't done a whole lot. His most aggressive move is buying two dudes out. True. So I'm, I'm interested. Can he actually do addition by addition is the question. Uh, so maybe Minnesota Wild leading that race, at least for the trade deadline. Uh, Erickson Eck isn't going anywhere. He just signed an eight-year deal. Yeah. I do want to get into some other goaltenders, and, and this conversation may drift a little bit into more of the offseason and, and potential free agent conversations. But before that, we are brought to you by Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of DNBR. If you're watching the show live, there's a couple hours left. You can still enter to win tickets to tomorrow's Avs game against the Calgary Flames. Go get on your Avs gear, whether it's DNBR merch or an Avs jersey or whatever. Snap a picture for Instagram. Be sure to tag Breck Brew and DNBR in your post, and we will pick a winner to give the tickets to for free to the game against Calgary tomorrow night. So. Go jump on that one. You got to enter by 3 p.m. Mountain. So if you're watching the show, go uh, go snap one of you watching the show right now and get entered in for your chance to win some of those free tickets. Uh, we also brought to you by the American Raptors. We got Colton Strickler, the DNVR Rugby podcast, covering all that at DNVR Rugby on Twitter, too. Be sure to go follow him. He'll teach you everything you need to know about rugby. And it's kind of the place to be for rugby right now in Colorado with both the men's and women's 15 teams practicing at Infinity Park in Glendale, the best rugby in the country. You also have the American Raptors, who I believe their season starts up soon here. I, you'd have, I'd have to double check, to be honest. But they went 5-5 five and five last year as an experimental team, seeing if pro sports from other athletes can convert to rugby. And it went pretty decently. So in year two, maybe they can expand on that. If nothing else, you can go see the American Raptors completely for free over at Infinity Park in Glendale. Go check it out. It's a great night on the town. It's an amazing venue where you can just have a blast. Highly recommend if you've never been to at least go experience it. So check them out and uh, yeah, go have a good time with sports. It's all, it's always a good thing. Uh, by the way, little birdie told me uh, there's an avalanche party bus coming down the line. It's not that soon yet, but everyone has loved them on both the Nuggets and Broncos beats. I know some people have been chatting about them in the Avs circles. So start the hype train up a little bit. Coming down the pipe might be. Yeah. Might... Look, one's happening. What? One is happening. Oh, yeah. One is happening. We know for sure. Not for a while though. I'm I'm saying don't don't expect it next week or anything. But the party bus is coming to the Abs beat, so be sure to be ready for that and have a great time with uh with your DNVR peeps. Uh, all right, third period <clears throat> DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. AJ, you've talked about Holtby quite a bit. You've talked about Flurry. Uh, a couple other names have come by. I wanted to talk to you about a couple of other potentially interesting trade targets of goaltenders we're going to start with your beloved isles okay do you think there is any interest given that the isles are clearly out of playoff contention this year to look at moving honestly either of their goaltenders in sorokin or varlamov particularly varley who only has one year left on his deal yeah, Sorokin's not going anywhere. I didn't think so, but you know, he never he never hurts to ask. With Varley, he'd be going into the last year of his contract. Next year, 
maybe not quite the goaltender he used to be of late. Certainly nope. this year hasn't lived up to the hype. Had a tougher year. But is is would there be interest in teams like that? Maybe not at the deadline, but this offseason to to give it a one year go with him. Uh, you know, I'd be I'd be curious. I mean, Chad has been talking about Washington needing to do something in net, and I'd be curious if Washington would be that team. Just to to come across and, and stay in the East kinda. Well, and like there obviously it's been a while, but some familiarity there and <clears throat> you you talk about like there Washington is just there's a dearth of real options. We've talked about Holby, we've talked about Flurry, you know, Barley, I guess, could be on that list too. Gorgiev, Corpusalo, are any of those guys slam dunk? You absolutely feel comfortable that those guys are gonna be better than Vanacek in a in a playoff run? No. You know, especially at the end of that list with with Corpy and and yeah, not at all at that point, yeah. And Gorgiev, where you're just like, no, the answer is no. Yep. So you know, Varley, Varley at least is the veteran. He's been there. He's he's done that. He, you know, he would probably be refreshed getting out of a getting out of being Sorokin's clear backup at this point. They're not really even platooning. Sorokin's taken the job. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> so I think, you know, the he would probably be a little enthused, re-energized being in a cup run again, and you would be hoping that you would get the best out of it. I think Varley and Washington would, would be an interesting combination, yeah. but I with Varley signed through a year, through next season, that's it. If you were an expiring and it was just for this playoff run, that's okay, cool. It's not. But having to deal with that additional year. Yeah, uh, having him next year complicates that entire conversation tenfold. Agreed. And that's and I think that's where you're really running into what to do with Varley is who's out there looking around and saying, okay, well, we want that guy into next year too. You know, would would yeah. Minnesota have an interest in that? Would that be would that be the word of wild to go? Maybe. I mean, maybe Edmonton if. If they're looking at that, Koskinen's deal does expire at the end of this year. Yeah, and maybe they would say, hey, you know, Edmonton would say, hey, we, we want that, you know, especially if the Islanders would retain a little bit of money on it and pay for Barley's yeah. deal next year. Okay, you can sell me on that. That's There's a team. But you're asking Barley to turn it around. For sure. You You know what you're getting yourself into, and it's probably not anyone's first option. No. He so, doesn't get his number retired here. No, not even close. It wasn't here long enough, didn't accomplish enough for that to be realistic. Mostly didn't accomplish enough. I mean, he was here for almost a decade. <laughs> but he sure. wouldn't he wouldn't be but, Colorado's like he wouldn't be Colorado's starter and no, the answer's no. Fair enough. Um I, I do want to talk about this one and it's kind of a weird conversation to get into here, and I can't imagine it would happen at this deadline, but it's it's one you have to bring up right now. Anytime you're talking about goalies, look, the Canadians are the worst team in the league. Yes, I understand. Carey Price is currently in the NHL player assistance program working through that stuff, but is there a world where Carey Price gets moved out of Montreal? I don't think so. No. I, I'll say, I'll say, look, I think that teams would have 
some level of interest, maybe, if he were to get back on the ice and actually plays well. He had, because otherwise, you're talking about why are you going to take on four more years of that deal at $10.5 million? Help. Even if Montreal retained half. And are you taking on four more four more years of that deal of five of five million dollars for a guy that's already thirty four years old? No, and, and that's the big problem, right? Is he's already thirty four, and <clears throat> the reality is, the minute he signed that contract, he's never lived up to that contract. He hasn't been yeah. the same player since he signed that. Well, deal. and it's what happens when you give long term deals like that to guys who are going into their thirties is that they physically start to break down. Injuries turn into one injury turns into three injuries. The next thing you know, you know, you're in this situation for what it's worth. You do usually see a gentler aging curve in goaltenders. Yeah, it's true, but sometimes you don't. And like, that's, I I don't know what to say. Like they're just, sometimes it just, it, it, he hits the wall and that's that. But you also, you know, you look at Carey Price, like, he was unbelievable. He's a huge reason that they were, that they made the run that they did in the postseason last year. Yeah. So even with his regular season numbers not being very good, he's been amazing in the postseason the last two times the Canadians have gone. Last three, four even, really. He's been, his worst postseason yeah. performance is like a 19, or a nine nineteen. I guess 12 13, he was a disaster. But since then, five real solid playoff runs for him. Yeah. I mean, you're, and you're talking, these are all dead. We're talking about his worst playoff runs all come a decade ago. Yeah. Right. They're, they're not relevant. Two quality <laughs> runs in the last two years. Yeah. And, and like that, that I think probably gets a, a GM, you know, gives them a little bit of a GM stiffy guy that, a guy that elevates his play in the postseason is like, yeah, that's what I'm after. <laughs> like that's a GM's ultimate kink. It, so kink I do worth think that there would be for the next five years, right. though. Well, and that's <laughs> what I'm saying. Like he would have to get back on the ice, and he would have to show that he's healthy enough that a team could dream on him again. But until that, until that happens, uh, I don't think that Carey Price is a conversation. So uh, I don't disagree. I do want to look at another potential buy low candidate though, and go over to the Kraken. Uh, I, I'm looking. More, I'm looking more at Dreger here for sure. I don't think anyone's looking yeah. at that Grubauer contract and feeling very good about it right now. Yeah, I think everybody is willing to just let Seattle just we'll, sit in we'll that suit for yeah. sure. Yeah, like with, hey, you know, there's still so much money and so many years left on that deal yeah. that you're just kind of like. Eh. We'll see how it goes. And and Dreeder's numbers are not good this year, for the record. In 16 games, he's got an 891 with over three goals against average. So that's bad. But with two years left at three and a half million, if you're a believer that he can be the guy he was in Florida, is there some value there at least? No, at three and a half million dollars, you're taking all the risk. And Seattle doesn't have any reason to eat half of that. Okay. Right. To try and help you feel better about Even it. Even at three and a half million, you think that's a steep price? Yes. Okay. Because you're talking like I'd be more interested in taking a chance on Philip Grubauer as a as a rebound because you're talking about 
Dreger had 12 games two years, three years ago. All right, where he played really well. And then he had 23 games behind a really good Panthers team where he played well. Got lit up in the postseason. Goes to Seattle where he's no longer behind a really good club and completely falls apart. Completely falls apart. Like, we and we're talking like the same, pretty much the same thing could be said for Grubauer, except Grubauer's track record is like, Four times and, longer. Well, and that's what I'm saying is the fact that it happened to Grubauer too. Does that not make you look at it and say, "Hmm, maybe there's something stinky in Seattle here"? And it's definitely, not but it's not something where I say, "Hey, I'm willing to spend assets to bail Seattle out of a three and a half million dollars sunk cost in backup goaltender." Okay. Uh, I'd I've, I'd be a little bit more open to Dreger than that. At fifty percent retained, if I'm Edmonton and I'm looking and I'm trying to throw a hail mary, that then, you can talk me into. Okay, that is something that I would be a lot more like. Whoa, well, we, you know, I'm, we could talk. We could talk <laughs> about that. But at three and a half, keep in mind, backup goaltender is the most cost efficient position in the NHL outside of like fourth line it, center. You're right? not. If you're going out and getting Dreger, my assumption was you're at least giving him a tandem role. Okay, so now you're t- now you're talking about trying to be comfortable giving a three and a half million dollar tandem role where you're fifty a fifty fifty split to a guy who's had thirty good games yeah, in his I, in his NHL I, career. I'm not and saying I'm, it's risk free. So, and this is where this is where I'm saying like the answer is no. The answer is okay. hell to the no. All right. There's a reason that when you remember, you remember last year when we were going into free agency and there were people out there who were like, Dreger, Dreger. And it's like, dude, there's these guys suck people in every single year. <laughs> these guys who perform well is as backups. For a very short stint, sure. But they get, they don't, you don't go and look at the game log where they're getting, they're playing the dredges of the NHL. Sure. They're playing the bottom Easy tiers. Yeah. You know, they're playing the first nights of back-to-backs. They're playing, you know, they're they're getting the easy starts for a reason. They're getting the backup job. And you start to dig into it a little bit more, and you're like, okay, this guy did really well as a backup. And right now, I mean, this is exactly the kind of thing that somebody's going to be looking at Pablo Francois going into free agency and looking, looking right at Frankie with the same eyes that they were looking at Chris Dreger with going, are you my boo? So are you the long term are you, are you the answer to all my goaltender prayers? And the maybe, but there's a lot of risk trying to turn over your starting goaltender position to Pavel Francis or a guy like Chris so, Dreger. So let me ask you what your comparison is here on Dreger to someone like Georgiev. Because Georgiev has over 100 games played, but his numbers, yeah. especially over the last three years, aren't particularly good. Now, now you're running into a problem of a guy who just hasn't played very well. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I'm like, which side? If you're Edmonton and your options are Dreger and Georgiev, which one are you leaning toward? I would say trade cost is a huge part of that. Okay. If they were exactly the same, if they were exactly the same price, say a second round pick. Sure, whatever. No conditions, no anything else. Yeah. I would 
probably take the chance on Dreger. Just in hope for the ceiling there, I assume. Uh yeah, and and hope that like it, for my big problem with with, with Gorkiev is that he just hasn't has not played well in multiple years. Yeah. So it's hard for me to it's hard for me to feel like you know in his track record of success it's not like it was so high end right. when he was at his he was best in putting up nine eighteens nine fourteen right like it it was it just was not that level it was not that high right sure. whereas Dreger was what a nine twenty seven when he played twenty yeah. or whatever it was yeah right and so you're like okay he was exceptional yep so so yeah. I would definitely like in that case. All things, if all things were equal, I would definitely take the chance on Dreger. Okay. Just wanted to see where your risk tolerance was there a little bit. Um, a question from the chat here from Anthony. Does Frankie make more, same, less on his next contract? Or does he stay with the abs? Mm, depends on what Frankie wants. I've said a million times I would offer him the exact same contract. Yep. There, and, you know, obviously deals get signed when they get signed, but both sides have talked pretty positively during this season about yeah. a future together. So Yeah, and I, you know, the, the thing is, is that, again, I, I mentioned this because it's a really important part of the conversation, that your backup goaltender is a really important job. Yeah, totally. But it's not that important in the playoffs, though. It, true, but the abs are the the abs are in a spot where they have spent money, like meaningful money, on their backups for several years now. Going and, all the way back to when they first acquired Grubauer, right? And and part of their ability to do that has been that they have not had to spend big money on a starter. Yep, they have kept their starter money lower than normal. And so they've balanced they've they've balanced the cost efficiency of backup goaltending by getting cheaper starters. Yeah. And right now they don't have either guy signed. Yeah. So you've got to try and sign Darcy Kemper. And right now, hey, Darcy Kemper. We'll see. I mean, you know, I don't like, know why. If I'm Darcy Kemper, I don't know why I'm signing until I play out the rest of this year, the way things are going. But. Totally. And and how he does in the postseason, I think, will have a major impact on exactly what that – like with Grubauer. Like Grubauer yeah. – look, if Grubauer performed in the postseason, I don't think he ever gets to free agency. Sure. If, he played, if he played in the postseason – the way that he did during the regular season, I don't think he comes close to free agency in the Avs. Just run it back. If he just gets him through that Vegas series, I think the Avs probably are looking to run it back. But not the world we live in. Yeah, exactly. Well, and he didn't. He didn't get it done. He got worse as that series went on, which created the apprehension that the Avs said it created. It created the the gap where the Avs just said, "Look, we're not going to give you the extra five hundred k per year. Yep, we don't want to do that. We don't. We just." We're not comfortable with you as a player at that price. And they moved on. And now they've got to try and figure out what's next for them. You know, Whether Darcy Kemper is going to otherwise. Yeah. Darcy Kemper is going to command big money in, in free agency. He's going to command a, a multi-year deal, probably at least three years. Yep. I would say three years would be an extremely generous give 
from Kemper in that situation. He's probably looking for four, five, six. But I think he's probably more in line in that four to six range because he's going to be easily the best goaltender on the market. Yep. So the goalie carousel is going to revolve around him, which is one reason why I think it's a no-brainer that the abs are just going to be like, well, just pay the man. Yeah. <laughs> so okay. that's where I think they are. But like, uh, yeah, no, I'm, uh, I think I, yeah, I am. And when it comes to Frankie, we'll see, but I would love to keep him, would love to keep him around, but it'd be really hard to pay him higher end backup price and then pay premium for your starting goalie as well. Yeah. It's, nothing's free, right? Um, yeah. Not, yeah. Not when you have so many, I mean, you've got so many big money decisions at the the, the same time. Yeah, for sure. Um, there are a couple names we haven't really talked about too much beyond that. You have Thomas Grice. Um, you could get into someone no. like Peter Mrazek on, on the Leaf side. Yeah, and like Mrazek and Campbell are both interesting because Campbell's also a pending UFA where you're just like, what's the... How good is he? I mean, he's had, yeah. he was so unbelievable to start the year. And then... Has very much come back down to earth as of late. Yeah, exactly. It's still putting up decent numbers on the year, but it, he's absolutely one of those guys that you're wondering, who is he really? Mm-hmm. Was this just a hot streak or what? But Well, and, and then he's one where you're... You want to you wanna talk about postseason dictating how that next then contract goes. Yeah. It's gonna decide everything for that kid. <laughs> Definitely. So I think that's a that's a huge factor. I mean the postseason, it's funny, right? We're talking about this now, but the postseason is going to be such a huge determining factor in how some of these contracts go. Uh the, the Kemper Kemper, Campbell, those guys are gonna be the best on the market this year. Even Flurry, hey, if Flurry goes and steals a cup for Minnesota, he's he's in line to have another a short term, but another high AAB deal. Yep. If he doesn't, or if he stays in Chicago, if he stays in Chicago and Darcy Kemper wants Jacob Markstrom's deal and you don't want to give it to him, do you call up Mark Andre Flurry and just be like, hey, we'll give you a one year deal for five million dollars? Come run it back, win another cup, like. That's, you know, that's, that's where one where you're just like, huh, maybe the, uh, the interesting conversation there, and we don't have to get too far into this because it's more of an off season thing is, but that would make the third year in a row where the abs are running a goalie on a one-year deal. And you're just, you're just keep, you keep going back to the revolving door at a certain point that. The other, the other part of that conversation is you keep getting guys in contract years who have money to play for. Also true. Which is, which is the ultimate carrot for players uh, in, you know, in their contract situations. Yeah, that's, so, that's a fair argument to make. Although with a guy like Flurry, it's different because he's he doesn't – a guy at the end of the road who's only that, playing for a That chip. carrot might be retirement for that guy. Yeah. <laughs> like, right. But – so. That's a different cover. I did, look the abs. The abs right now. I think the abs. The abs have easily enough money to do whatever they want to do with that at that position. If they want to find Darcy Kemper, they can. yeah, for sure. It's mostly just where do they find the deal? Where do they find the right price and the right 
you know, are they comfortable giving him six million dollars? And are they, you know, he's already he's already thirty one, so not getting any younger. Yeah, you know, actually, he's thirty two already. He, I don't know when his oh he turns he's thirty two and he turns thirty three in two months. So three. So you really deal. can't give him a six year deal. I mean, even a four year deal would take him to thirty seven. Maybe maybe that's a conversation where you're doing a higher AAV in a shorter term, where you are doing like a, a pay the extra money to chop it down a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Instead of instead of him making a, like a five by five and making twenty five million dollars, he does a three by seven and makes twenty one million dollars. Yeah, you know something yeah. like that. So. Definitely an interesting look that I'm sure we'll look at more in July. <laughs> Or June, any case. Oh, well, yeah. And again, like, these conversations, because you remember last year, we were just like, sign Grubauer, fine. Yep. And then after how the postseason played out, it was like, maybe don't just sign yeah, him. Yeah, think twice now. <laughs> so, you know, we've got we've to see how that plays out. Last year should be a, a, teach, a teachable moment for all of us that trying to get, trying to hurry up and get these things done. Yeah. In December, don't January, all, jump in the gun can burn you for sure. Yeah, yeah. for a bag like for a guy like Frankie, I'd love to get it done now. That's an easy one for yeah, me. That... Boom, get him done, get him back in, uh, have his salary to work around. Different so. situations there, though. Yeah, you guys talk about like John Gibson and stuff. He's not going anywhere. So, but somebody said, "Oh, trade for Bucky." Okay, you'd have sure. to give Winnipeg the actual actual world for that yeah. guy. <laughs> I, I mean, I hope you're not attached to Bowen Byram. <laughs> so, because that's the conversation. I mean, would you? Would I would? I would have that conversation. Sure. Yeah, I think you'd have to have the conversation. Do you pull the trigger? Well, we'll see. But yeah, but then you're asking. You're also on the other side of that. You're saying, why would the Jets do that? Yeah. What what's the Jets answer and goal if they're moving hell right. <laughs> exactly. If you're if okay, well now you're trying to trade for Bucky. Why aren't you trying to trade for Shisterkin? Exactly. Kevin <laughs> has it figured out. Why are you going for the why are you going for the guy who's only having a solid season? Just go for the guy that's trying to win the freaking heart. Okay. We're going to wrap this one up. <laughs> Thank you, everyone, for hanging out. Anytime any of you ask for goalie conversation, now we're just going to point you at this podcast and move along with our lives. It's over. It's done with, at least until free agency comes back around. Yeah, and so. look, it, the goaltender carousel is one of the biggest dominoes every offseason. So it will be revisited when games are done and we're good. Yep. But until then. This is it for gold. We're free. We don't We're have to free. talk about them ever again. We're done with it. We love all of you. Be sure to like and subscribe here on YouTube. And we will be back tomorrow with pregame, postgame against Calgary. Y'all know the drill. Free AJ. We are out of here. Our. Are-